Good evening. Welcome to the 12th Man podcast. Um, the first one since the clocks went forward. Love him. Love him. Have you noticed how it's lovely and bright now uh, on the night? It's um, so much better. I prefer the, the, uh, the lighter nights. It, but it also means the season's coming towards the end, so a bit of a sad one. Um, probably the most boring thing I've ever said in my life, but, you know. Um, anyway, you got me, Steve Jackson. I'm in the main chair. Don't shake your heads, you cheeky. I need you swore then. Um, I'm in the main chair, as usual, with these three borough dads. Um, Mr. John Donovan's with me. Evening, John Don. Now then, Steve, that was some introduction. <laughs> you know oh, I see, I swore. Well done. <laughs> um, <coughs> um, you all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, just admiring these late nights, for it, Christ's sake. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> You'll appreciate it when it gets all miserable again. Um, you've got Mr. John Cutler with us. Evening, Cuts. Evening. You're mentioning the late nights. We're all in the light. You're in the dark. See my face, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> my face isn't... No, I won't finish that sentence. Um, and we've got... Mr. Steve Dixon with his evening dick up. Evening, fellas. The weather's getting better and the borough's getting better, so everything, everything's everything's to play for. Exactly. Everything is to play for. Um, I like how you did that. Um, which moves on, obviously, what we're going to be talking about. We're going to chat about what, what we've called, well, six weeks of what could be a pivotal time of the season, obviously. Um, mayhem, craziness, emotion... Um, and we hope it does finish in six weeks, and that can that could be that, and we can all all go and sit in the middle of the middle of breath, have a good drink, and um, celebrate promotion. But you know, football's not that simple. But we'll talk about the next eight games, eight crucial games. Um, we'll talk about our opponents' games. You know, who we may get in the playoffs, who we may not get in the playoffs. Um, what games are going to be critical in this running? Uh, what players do we need to? You know, see a little bit more from maybe. Um, who needs to keep the form going? Tuba. Um, and yeah, we'll preview Puddersfield, the start of the running, and and a meeting with a a, a familiar foe, um, who graced his presence on Teesside side just before um Chris Wilder. So yeah, before we start, are we all alright. All good. All good, Steve. Good, good. Right. It's been a while since we've had a chat like this, John Don. Um, obviously, you know, we've, we've been through this before. 2016, you know, the, the most recent time where we've been gunning for the top two. Um, obviously, it's a bit different this time. We're chasing the top two down, whereas we were in the top two at that time and we were being chased down. Um, should have won the way that, yeah. I still say that. But, um, but it's really a time where we've got a stand up and be counted now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a massive eight games, um, uh, and it it's it's uh, it's going to be nervous, it's going to be exciting, it's going to be nerve jangling. Um, it, it, there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows, and I just hope you know we can we can come out of it um, top two, if not top four, uh, so that at least we get. Um, the second leg, second leg of the playoffs. If we don't make the top two at home, um, but you know, eight games for us, nine games for Sheffield, 
you look at the run-ins and um, it, it's all going to it's it's going to be very very tough. We've got some extremely difficult games, um, as have all our other opponents. You know, so all these predictor leagues that uh, you've seen people um, filling in and, and putting their results on Twitter. I haven't done one because I, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't be impartial and I couldn't predict our scores. But it's it, it's just going to be a, a fantastic ride for the last uh, eight games, and you know I'll, I'll have my fingers crossed all the way. Oh, you are, man! I mean, how are you going to open a can or a bottle with your fingers crossed? I'll get you to do it for me, Steve. <laughs> I'll have my toes crossed then. Um, but no, you're absolutely right. It's going to be. Um... It's going to be a thrilling ride. Um, you've, you've really just got to strap in and expect what's coming. Um, and yeah, wherever we end up, we end up. You know, it's going to be, yeah, six weeks of, you know, testing out your pacemaker. I'm guessing it's going to be everybody's going to be all over the shop, and yeah, it's going to be it's going to be exciting. But John Don mentioned their cuts. Obviously, we've got eight games. Sheffield United's got nine. Is that going to be crucial in this running? Because nine games in six weeks is a lot. And then you've got to put into context they've also got an FA Cup semi-final as well. So there's ten. I'm not saying they're going to beat Man City, but potentially eleven games in six weeks. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, you say ten, but when they play Manchester City, they'll do that much running, chasing the ball, that you might as well say it's eleven. And on that pitch at Wembley as well. You know what that's like for sap and energy. Will they take their eye off the ball a little bit? Because let's let's be honest, the FA Cup semi-final, whether they're going for promotion or not, it's a huge, maybe once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for some of them players. Slight injuries the week before. Are players going to pull out of a league game and play in the FA Cup semi-final? You don't know, do you? For me, it's a massive boost that they're in the semi-final. And to be honest, I hope they beat Manchester City. I know it won't happen, but I'd love to see it happening, just for Borough's point of view. But, yeah, you're back. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you there. I mean, but obviously, you know, you bring up a good interesting point there. I mean, you know, do the players start looking at other angles? You know, would they rather play Manchester City than maybe West Brom or Huddersfield thereafter in the uh, in the running? You know, is that going to be a big factor coming into it? Well, for me, it is. Like I say, for some of them players, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to play at Wembley in a such a big, high profile game. Probably the biggest game a lot of them players will ever play in, in the whole lives. It's easy for us to say they won't take their eye off the ball. But for me, it's like I say, it's it's something they'll be very excited about. And it's a plus point for us. Nervous energy is another thing that you hear all like physiotherapists and all managers saying and all that. It's it's good. It's going to all come into account when we finish second. <laughs> very, very positive outlook. I like that. Um I mean, don't spoil it for later on when I do ask you where we're going to finish, but um, I imagine his answer's not going to change. But, Dicko, I'll come to you. Obviously, you know, I looked at a stat today. The average league position for a wee play for the rest of the season is 11th, which I don't know whether, whether it takes that good or bad, you know, because there's a few teams we're playing that are around the playoffs still. But I look at Sheffield United's games, and their games are just as tough as ours. Plus, on top of that, they've got West Brom as well. Is it, you know, is is it going to be a case of, you know, whose squad's going to be stronger? I mean, you look at Sheffield United's their front first eleven's amazing. It is, it's, it's it's a hell of a team. Come outside their eighteen, they haven't. I can't say they've got two people for every position. Whereas you look at Borough, we do. 
we've got two players. We've got someone that can fill in in every position possible on the pitch. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a valid point. Um, squads are going to play a role because you're going to get suspensions. You're going to get people getting injured. Um, you know, what whatever. It's going to be a, a real. God, it's going to be a, a real battle to the end of the season now, where the games start coming thick and fast, and you're going to have to use your squad and rotate players. Um, I think a big a big plus for us for the running coming in, and I'm pleased we've had this international break to give him a bit more time to get up to speed. Is getting Matt Crooks back. I think he's a really important part for us for the running. He scored six goals this season, five assists. I think he's only started 15, 16 games. And I think he's going to be like a real important part for us. He gets important goals. He gets late goals. And as the drama unfolds, I think there'll be a few uh, a few heroes come to the front. And Matt Crooks might just be one of ours. Um, as for games, you know, I think it is a valid point regarding the extra games for Sheffield United. I look, when, when, when Sheffield play Man City in the FA Cup semi-final on the Saturday, we're playing Luton on the Monday. But after that, we've got Rotherham and then we've got like, over a week's rest until we play Coventry on the last day of the season. Now, Man City are playing, like I said, in the Cup on the Saturday against Man City. Then they've got straight away onto the Wednesday night to play West Brom, which will be a tough game because I still think West Brom will make the playoffs. Straight into that, they've got Preston on the Saturday and then they've got the rearranged game against Huddersfield away mm-hmm. on the following Wednesday before they play Birmingham on the bank holiday on Monday. So that's a vastly more cluttered end-of-the-season programme than us. And secondly, which might swing in our favour a little bit towards the end of the season, although they're not the best teams in the world that they're playing, they end the season with back-to-back away games against Huddersfield and Birmingham. So that could come into play as well. well go on, Cod. you put your hand up? Yeah, like we always pick each other up and have a bit of a wind-up with each other. I'm looking forward to the Manchester City versus Manchester City FA Cup semi-final that Steve's just mentioned. (laughs) (laughs) I think think it'll be a draw. (laughs) I think City will go through. Yeah, I think City might just have have enough for that one. Um, But no, you've been right, absolutely right. I mean, if you look at the games for Sheffield United, obviously, after that semi-final, every game... They've got teams that are playing for something because they say Preston aren't out of the playoff run yet. Huddersfield and Birmingham are banging trouble. West Brom, are, as I say, they're in the playoff run. It's it's going to be it's going to be a tough little run for them because say four games in in I think it's is it was it eleven days or whatever it is for them. It's going to be a tough little run that for them. And do you think the positioning of games as well is going to be pivotal in this? Because obviously, it's you know, one thing I've noticed about Bury is Saturday. That's our last Saturday game of this season. We don't have another Saturday game after this. Yeah, that, that, I think um, I think that, but I've looked at it and I've, I've tried to, you know, you always look through rose-tinted glasses because you're looking for little advantages for yourself or your own team. But when I look at it, I just think Middlesbrough's fixture list, with it being less cluttered, is a huge advantage for us. And there's a, there's a, there's a few key moments as well, like when we play Burnley at home, if we can get something against Burnley, and then the following, the following, oh, that's on the on the on the Good Friday, on, on the Monday, of course, Sheffield United play Burnley, yeah. away from home. Now, if we can get something against Burnley, either beat them or get a draw against them, Burnley are probably going to be looking to beat Sheffield United to to, to, to gain promotion automatically at home in front of their own fans. 
Um, and I, you know, so there's there's little little things like that where Middlesbrough sort of are playing before them. Even even the the Bristol City game um, on on the Monday that we play with five thirty kickoff before Sheffield United play Burnley at eight o'clock on the same night. If we can beat Bristol City and pile that pressure on, we've got little small advantages like that. I think Middlesbrough, which could just tip the scales at one or two percent in our favour and put the pressure on them. Absolutely. Go on, coach. I totally agree with what you're saying there. We've been chasing for as long as we can remember. Mm-hmm. And we've put them under a massive amount of pressure now. But if we can get ahead of them, even if it's just goal difference and they've got a game in hand, they'll go into that game on that night and we'll see how they react to actually being behind, knowing that, that knowing that really they've got to win the games now if we if we win, to put them under massive pressure. It'll be interesting to see how they cope with that. And let's hope. Let's hope we do our part of the job to put them under that massive pressure. It's already big enough pressure as it is, but a bit more once you're behind, especially when there could have been 13, 16 points clear if they'd have beat us. Well, well that's it. I mean, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just now looking at Sheffield United's fixtures. I mean, I had a look at them earlier anyway to obviously prepare for us trying tonight. But obviously, the, the first pivotal game is obviously this weekend. They go to Norwich, we go to Huddersfield. But it's it. That could then put us in the second position. Then they do play before us, and they've people are going to say, "Yeah, but they've only got Wigan at home." But we've seen Wigan do what Wigan do at this time of year. You know, they're the team that all of a sudden spring into life and and and, and recover to, you know, survive miraculously. You know, they did it a couple of seasons ago. They went to Leeds and won. I think it was two one with ten men. You know, they've done things like this before, and they did it over Easter. So. You know, that's not a game they can take lightly. And obviously, after that, they've got Burnley, they've got Cardiff, they've got Bristol City. They're all, you know, Burnley, obviously, that could be the day they win the title. You know, they would want to do it in style in front of their own fans on an Easter Monday night. Of course, well, after that, teams teams are fighting. And they, if they take any of them lightly, they're going to be turned over. Wigan's last two, Wigan's last two results was 1-1 at home to Coventry and they went to Watford. Uh, last weekend with Chris Wilder and drew 1-1 at Watford away. So, they're obviously still fighting by them two results. We can talk as much as you want about fixtures and top of the table, bottom of the table. We say this every single week. If you don't apply yourself properly on that field, any team in that division can beat any team. That it's that includes Burnley playing a bottom team. I know it hasn't really happened, but it can do. So it's like John said earlier, it's hard to predict results. Every game's tough. It's about how we apply ourselves. And if we do that properly and put as much pressure on them as we can, we've done our job. Well, that's it. Yeah. We can only do our job. Um I mean John Donald come to you, you know, as I say, I, I really do feel I mean, and I do want to emphasize it, the space and the fixtures is gonna be huge now. As I say, I know, like I said earlier, our last game on a Saturday is this Saturday against Huddersfield. And then we've got a few Fridays, we've got a couple of Mondays coming up. And as I say, for them to have Wednesday nights in between, I think they've got three Wednesday nights in a row, Bristol City, um, West Brom and Huddersfield. You know, they're going to have a rammed schedule up until the end of the season. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, I just want to ask, has Rotherham game been moved like? Because I thought that was a Saturday... Rotherham's yeah, still a Saturday, been but, moved, it yeah, but yeah, it's, it's going to get it's moved. It's probably going to be moved, isn't it? Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, potentially our last Saturday one this 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 weekend. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're right. I mean, 
but we just have to do our job, don't we? Um, game by game. Um, Huddersfield, just like you said about Wigan against Sheffield United, um, Wigan are going to have to scrap even harder now that they've had that points deduction. Uh, but Huddersfield, you know, Huddersfield are going to um, are going to be fighting like Ellen, and they've had some uh, some some decent results recently. They beat Millwall, didn't they? Um, drew drew with drew with Norwich. So you know, we just have to concentrate on doing our job. I just then hope and pray that uh, Sheffield United slip up sometime. Um, but it's first and foremost about it's about us. Um, but yeah, it's going to be exciting times. Bloody hell! Yeah, I can't wait for this Saturday. I really can't wait. It's uh, I, I, I'm not I'm not a fan of the international breaks, especially when um, it, it, it's it's it's. A, it's so crucial in, in the league uh, for us. Uh, I wanted it just to carry on because uh, to keep that um, momentum going um, after the uh, the 4-0 um, win over Preston, I just wanted it to keep on going. But um, not to be. It is what it is, as Grant Ledbetter would say. Um, and, yeah, we just have to just keep focused and do our job and, and, and hope that we... Uh, Hope that we come through. I will. I will say this: if I always say about our best chances, if the fans are right behind us, and I think near enough, the rest of the games this season will be close to sellouts. Money's really tight, but I would implore any fan out there: if you've got a spare couple of quid and you can make it at the match, go there and get behind the lads and give us the best possible chance we've got. Like I say, I know money's really tight for a lot of people, and not everybody can make it. It's not me having a go at anyone, but seeing sellout crowds at that stadium and, and trying to push us over the line right now at the end of the season when they really need us behind us it'd be great to see full houses for the rest of the season at home John even if we don't get full houses just for those people who maybe find themselves a little bit more reserved at the games and don't get involved just please just get involved because we've seen it in the past where um, you know we've had noise from all four stands to get behind the team in crucial games, and it spared us on. Um, so yeah, we might not get full houses in the in in the home areas, but if we can just encourage another 15 percent of of those who maybe aren't vocal, just to encourage them to get behind the team, it'll make a hell of a difference. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, I mean, we're saying this by it, no. No way is this a criticism of any part of the stands or fans. You know, we're just, if, like we say, if you can get there and get, let's get behind them and, and give us what we all want, which is Premier League football. Absolutely. Absolutely. Exactly. Show, show, show what you want, you know, shout about what you want and you want the Borough to, to do well to get Premier League football for the for the area, for the, for the team, for the town, for the area. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you know. The boys on the grass are putting the effort in. Let's us in the stand redouble our efforts and and really sort of give them give them our our, our unwavering support. Well, I'm gone, Dicko. I was I was just thinking there what he's on about with the atmosphere and stuff as well. And another thing that could click into our favour a little bit. Obviously, the attendances are going to go whether the sellouts or not. There's going to be large attendances, big crowds. And the Bristol, the, the Burnley game now being switched to the Friday night, the Norwich game being switched to the Friday night, 
the whole game being a Wednesday night. There's something special about a big crowd at the Riverside on a nighttime game. Yeah. It always seems to be that little bit more special, that little bit more loud. Mm. And I just wonder those three games as well. That could be a little bit of an advantage for them being moved to the to the nighttime for the atmosphere. Just that little bit more vocal, like these are on about. And flipping it back to Sheffield United, the, the, the you know one of their big advantages this season is the Sheffield United home support. It's a tough place to go, as you know yourselves when yeah. you've gone down. There's a way of support as it's a tough ground to go to. Their last two games, like I said earlier on, are away from home. So it's mm-hmm. it's sometimes little little small margins like that. I can just flip things in your favour. And I think the Borough home support for the last four home games, I think they really will be behind the team. You know, it's 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 one thing when we're beating teams four and five nil and the atmosphere drifts off and stuff. These last four games against Burnley, Norwich, Hull, Coventry, the Riverside, they're probably all going to be fairly tight affairs because there's lots of pressure attached to them. And I think when the games are tight, the fans sort of know that. And they'll be the they'll be the actual twelfth man for the last four games. I agree. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Um, you know, the the fact that we're on on telly um, for the majority, uh, you know, it it might it might knock the attendance slightly, but the magnitude of the games you you want to be there. I mean, whether they're on telly or not. I mean, at the moment we're on telly more more often than Ryland. Jesus Christ! I hope we don't get our teeth done. Um, but <laughs> we, we just need we, we we just need the crowd to um to to play their part, you know, um which we have done. But it's now coming to a, a crucial crucial stage of the season. Um, so let's like I say, redouble our efforts and and really shout be, shout the lads home. Well, that's it. I mean, yeah. After Saturday, every game's on telly. I know Rotherham and Coventry haven't been announced and, you know, they may not be moved to telly and, you know, Saturday mm-hmm. may not be out last Saturday, three o'clock, but I'd be massively surprised if, if Rotherham stays Saturday, three o'clock. I really will be. Um, which would be a shame because I do like going to Rotherham. Rotherham's a great day out. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, we've, we've been many times to Rotherham to that, that part of Yorkshire. It's, it's, it's a great day out. It's, you know, it's not too far. And, um, you know, we get, we get big, Big followings as we do everywhere, I suppose. But you know, especially that 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 sort of area. But you know, one one thing I want to look at, you know, is is which games are going to be pivotal. I know you mentioned there, Dicko, about the three night matches are going to be huge, and I completely agree where you're coming from. I absolutely, I think you're right. You know, and then you know, are we going to know after them three games where we're going to be next season, or is is there a particular game you're looking at and thinking? That's the moment. That's the game where we're really going to be looking. Right? Are we going to be second? Or are we going to be third? I don't think you can look like I know it's the, the boring cliche that Michael Carrick says all the time, but I really do believe it. You you can't really look past the next game. So to me, you've got to look at Huddersfield, regardless of where they are on the table. We know what's going to be coming up with Neil Warnock is one of, going to want to do well against because of his past history. They need points desperately to stay in the league. And they're going to come at well regardless of league positions. So you can't really look past the next game. You, you know, and I, I just think Middlesbrough supporters and players have to just focus on the next game. But you, you're, you're right. You, you, you do tend to look and look at games. And I still think that the Burnley 
the, the Burnley Bristol City games on the Good Friday in the Easter Monday to 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 Sheffield United's Wigan and Burnley game on the Friday and Easter Monday. I think when we come out of the next three game, the block of three games, we'll have a decent idea if we're going to catch them or not because. I can see a few twists and turns. I think Norwich is a difficult game for them. Obviously, if we can turn over Burnley, then they've got Burnley on the on the Monday. That could be a crucial period. And the same as Sheffield United. If, if, we, if we lose to Burnley and they beat Burnley, I think that could be a crucial period for them as well. So, if I was being honest, that would be, to me, if I thought Middlesbrough had a genuine chance of, of, of coming second. But another one to throw into the mix, just for, for the other players to come back at us as well, we are talking a hell of a lot about Middlesbrough and Sheffield United, but can you really rule out Luton yet? No. Because Luton, you know, they're a decent side, and I would say they've got a few difficult fixtures. Look at their fixtures, but they're possibly slightly kinder than ours in Sheffield United's uh, running. So I think you know, maybe after the next two or three games, we'll be able to. To maybe rule a couple of teams in or out because the league table changes very, very quickly. So I would like to hope in the next three or four games, the likes of your Lutons have, have got a gap on them and you really are focusing on either being ahead of Sheffield United and keeping it or chasing them down. Yeah. I think for me, I, I keep saying there's two games that stand out for me that we both play. We've got Norwich and we've got Burnley, like they have. And I don't care what they say. It's 90 minutes. It's on the grass. We all play on the same surface. But for the big thing for me is we're at home in them two games. They're away. If you ask Paul Heckenbottom and he was being completely honest with you and every one of their fans, they'd prefer to be at home to them two than away. For me, if we get three points more than them in them two games, I think we'll do it. I think we'll do it anyway. But I think them two games for me are the two that stand out. And if we get three points more than them to nullify their game in hand, they won't, score, they won't score more goals than us. So for me, it's, like I say, it's promotion if we get three points more in them two games. Although there is other games that'll be tough. Luton and Bristol City is tough for us. But like well, you said, they've got West, West Brom. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned there. I mean, I'm glad you mentioned Luton, to be honest, because um, for, for me, John's on that Monday night, I think that's the game for me. That's where I think we'll really know if this is, you know, if if you know we are going to achieve what we, you know, what, what we plan to do, and finish second, because I say Luton, I'm just looking at Luton's fixtures now. They've got a tough Easter, you know, they've got Millwall away and Blackpool home, both tough, tough, you know, tough games for them. They'll be targeting that Monday against us and looking at that and saying, right, that's the moment where we really could jump on the pair of them and be part, make this a, a full on three way battle. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a massive game, obviously, but I can't I can't pick uh, out of the eight games remaining for us. Um, I I can't really pick out one that's tougher than any other because, like I say, it's it it it's eight it's eight battles, um, and we just have to take them one at a time. We we might we we might find ourselves winning against teams that we maybe don't expect to and and dropping points against teams that we think that we should have won it, 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 it there's going to be there's going to be times where you're banging your head against the wall where you where, where you're jumping up and getting carried down several 
rows of seats in in ecstasy. Mm -hmm. It's going to be that type of running, and um, yeah, I can't I can't pick out out of the eight games, you know, one that would be key. They're all key for me. Every single one of them. Um, you know, most teams that we play in have, have got something to play for, either to to try and get into the playoffs. Um, Burnley to to possibly clinch to clinch the champion championship. Uh, teams at the bottom um, wanting wanting points to get away from the bottom three. It, it it's so so difficult um, to, to to call out one game in particular. They're all going to be tough. No, you're absolutely right. I'm going to say I completely agree. Where you coming from? Um, go on, coach. I will say this: like, congratulations to Burnley. They've had an absolutely magnificent season. But if we continue in the form we're going, especially, well, we've been brilliant all man away. Although I respect Burnley, I don't fear them next Friday. I think the stadium will be absolutely bouncing. And I think if we perform how we have been performing, there's no reason why we can't go and beat them. I'm not scared by us playing Burnley at home. I'm actually excited to see how we do against, let's be honest, they have been the best team by a long way in the Championship this season. I'm excited to be playing them. I can't wait to next, next Friday. You're absolutely right. I mean, I, I look back at the game we played um, just for Christmas against Burnley and I thought for 55, 60 minutes, I thought we matched Burnley very well. Um, it's obviously, you know, their quality did show through in the end and, you know, they, they went out worthy winners and I had absolutely no um, problems or qualms or anything like that with it. It was, you know, it, it, it happens, you know, they were very, very... There we go and see John done better now. That's lovely. Um, you know, it was, you know, it was absolutely, you know, they were, they are a very good team. I just, there's, there's bits about them. I mean, it's unfair to look at the Man City game where they've, they've got absolutely pummeled and say, well, yeah, look at, look at how they defended for that goal or that goal or that goal. But you can still pick out little moments where, you know, I know City are miles quicker than anybody else, but, they push forward way too much on the you know on certain areas where we could probably get round and you know there's areas that Michael Carrick would probably seen in that game and thought we can get at Burnley here you know Burnley the pressure's on Burnley when they come to us you know they probably they're probably going to win the next game on Saturday I, I don't know who they got Saturday I haven't looked at Burnley's pictures to be quite honest you know they're on the brink end of the day the TV cameras are here to watch them. They're not here to watch us. They're here to watch them because you know until they fit to get promoted, the focus is on them, isn't it? End of the day. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think Burnley would come to Middlesbrough and happily take a point, and then win it at home to Sheffield United. I think they come. I think Middlesbrough have got all the attributes to cause any team problems. We're unbeaten at home under Michael Carrick. We're hammering teams. We're scoring lots of goals. We're going to have a big crowd there. There's nothing to fear. Middlesbrough shouldn't fear any team in this league at home from now to the end of the season. And I'm sure, you know, in the dressing room, the team are quietly confident that they can win all the remaining home games. I'm absolutely 100% sure of that. Um, I mean, I was looking at, I was looking at the form table for the for the, the top six at the moment over the last six, six games. And uh, it's actually Blackburn who are top of it in the last six games. Um, Sheffield United are actually sixth. So, if the form table continues like it is over the last six games for the next six games, 
Middlesbrough are going to be in second spot for sure. You know, you, you've got you've got to look at statistics like that. You know, Sheffield United, regardless of the bluster that comes from the manager and and, and things that come out there from the players, they are having a falter. Regardless, they've lost three of the last six. Yeah, they won in the cup game against Blackburn late, 3-2. But they're conceding goals. And as I say, they're going to probably lose in the semi-final at the Man City, which will affect the confidence. And I just think Middlesbrough really do have an opportunity to chase them down. And going back to the original question, I do think that Easter weekend on the Friday and the Monday is going to be crucial to our destiny and Sheffield United. Well, that... That that home table, that the Blackburn must be near perfect then, if that's the case. Because we out of our last six home games, we've won five draw one, haven't we? No, no, it's it's home and away. The last six games oh, we've played in the, yeah. in the league. Blackburn Blackburn have won five and lost one. Uh, Middlesbrough have won four, drew one, lost one. Lost one yeah. Sheffield United have won three and lost three. As I say, because uh, our last um our last eight, eight home games, we've won seven draw one, haven't we? We've we've been. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just went off that. We just up the last six games, but yeah. you can actually extend Middlesbrough's further back, and it would, would look probably more impressive. Well, that's that's. I mean, if you take away, you know, the game, the games against West Brom and Stoke, we're scoring three and above in all our games, all the way back to the beginning of February when we played Blackpool at home. You know how often? How often have we? You know, when you've watched Borough over the years, as we all have. You know, when we, we we sit we sit there at the end of games where we've won one or two nil and you say we should have beat them by more. We should have beat them by more. But this year we're doing it. We're doing it this year. We we we're not we're not beating teams by one or two, we're beating them by three, four and five. I mean I mean John John when was the last time we ever said that? Oh god I, I, I don't know, but what it has done, it's it's um it's enabled us to um to improve our goal difference, obviously, yeah. and it's not it's now better than Sheffield United. Yeah. And we remember how we got up last time. Um, we got promoted. It was uh, by goal difference. It was. I mean, that would it, be it, that would be that would be nervous if it uh, if it if it goes to that uh, last game scenario. But um, but yeah, um, I I agree. We are, we are, we are scoring well as a team. We're looking good. We're looking um solid. In defence, and we're looking um, fairly fluid and potent in attack. Um, you know, we had a little bit of a um, an off day against Stoke um, at home, but there's no reason. You know, there's no reason why if we just focus and concentrate one game at a time, do our job, uh, and then. Look elsewhere and see what uh, see what Sheffield United and Luton and and Millwall behind us and uh, sorry and uh, Blackburn behind us what they're doing um, because like I said earlier there's going to be there's going to be major results that you don't expect uh, in the next in the next six weeks in the next eight nine games so you just have to hold our nerve. That's it. It's all about holding our nerve. And um, I'll tell you something, if it does come out a goal difference at a home game against Coventry, it'll be the first time you see me sat down in our stand. I don't think I'll be able to watch that. There's, there's absolutely no way I'll be able to call me there for 90 minutes. Brighton was bad enough, so yeah, I don't think I can go through that again. But before we talk about Uddersfield, I want to talk about what you know the key players that are going to pull us through this. 
because I know we're going to sit here and obviously we're going to talk about Tula, we're going to talk about Archer, we're going to talk about Ramsey, we're going to talk about Force, you know, we're talking about McGree, our front players, but I want to focus on the back, the back line. Um, I'll come to you again, Cuts, because you've got your hand up and, you know, being polite. Um, I want to focus on our back line because I feel keeping clean sheets is going to be huge over these next six weeks. I think, I know we could score two or three or four as we've been doing, you know, week on week. But I feel if we keep the clean sheets the way we have been and the way that, you know, Stefan's been improving game by game and, and the trust between the back line and him's been growing more and more as the weeks go on, I feel the clean sheets can be more crucial than, than the goals in some of the games coming up. Well, it's interesting how you mentioned his name there because that's why I had my hand up. I was going to say Zach Stefan. <laughs> so he might not have the most to do with keepers in this league, but uh, I think Steve put a stat up earlier. He's about fourth or fifth for making sh- sh- uh, important saves or something like that. There's going to be a point in this season where we're going to need him to pull off a world-class save. And as a shot stopper, you can talk about his passing and all that. We've discussed it a million times on this pod and so fans. But as a shot stopper for me, he's been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And I think there's going to be one point in this coming up to the end of the season where he's going to pull us or save us Two points, you know, to win us a game rather than drawn, and that could be absolutely massive. So out of the back five for me, it's gonna be it's gonna be Stefan, and and I'm confident he can do that. To be honest, go on, dig up. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, goalkeeper is going to be crucial for the end of the season. You need your spine of your team to stand up and be big and strong and powerful and full of, full of characters from your goalkeeper to your centre back, centre midfield, and your striker. Right through the spine is going to be really important. But yeah, Zach Stefan is going to have a huge role to play. He's been a lot more composed. He's been a lot more assured in his, in his performances. The fans seem to understand him a bit more now, buy into what he's doing. And I think there's a bit more confidence in the stands regarding Zach Stefan. Um, you know, but I think that because we're playing such attacking football, I think the, the, the defence deserves probably more praise than it's getting. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll only play with a back four. A lot of teams play with a back five, which gives you the extra protection. We only play with a back four, so it gives us more chance to to break on teams and numbers. And so that always makes us vulnerable to the other teams counter-attacking and breaking on us. And we've only conceded seven in the last 10 games. And that's, you know, that's not bad. Running yeah. the last eight, eight, eight games of the season, if we keep that up, that's sort of margin of error conceding you know what is it just under one a game for the rest of the season we're going to be in the top two um, you know this, we've got some good defenders Lenehan and, and Dale Fry have been so powerful and a good duo together and they're getting stronger and I know McNair's done well and, and he's done fantastic when he stepped in but Lenehan and Fry if we can keep them fit as a, as a pair from now at the end of the season you know with Zach Stefan behind them you know, I I think the defence is, is is pretty underrated. I mean, I know I've, I've given a little bit of stick occasionally on here, Tommy Smith, but he's a good defender. He works hard, he gets up and down, he puts his tackles in. So as a, as a defence, as a unit, there's not actually that many better than the league, than our defence, really. I mean, Giles at the moment, he's, you know, he's, he's starting to really pick up again in terms of his assists. 
he, he seemed to go through a great start the season, then he seemed to go through a little bit of a lull. But now he seems to be right back on his mojo. He's, he, every game, he's whipping in crosses and Chuba's getting on the end of them and his, his assists are, are, are raking up. So the defence this season actually has played a, a massive part in our success. No, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's, that's why I wanted to bring, you know, the back line into it because, you know, as much as, you know, and as much as they deserve it, and the front the front line's been absolutely brilliant. You know, the, the, the flurry of goals and the choice of goals. It's the, the way we're scoring as well. It's not just the fact we're putting the ball in the back of the net. It's it's the build up play to it. You know, we're playing slick football. Teams aren't being able to keep caught with what we're doing. But that back line is, is solid. You know, once you know once they get into a rhythm and they get you know they understand what they're all doing. You know, there's not much you know. Difference between them all. I mean, you highlight that when you come and look at the the goal against Preston, the first one where you know they pass between them, and the and, and Stefan pass the ball out with ease, and all of a sudden you've gone from back to front really quickly, because the trust is there between them all, and you know that's that's how good we've looked at the moment. Go on. There's, I will say this: there's not one. I know in the past this season at times I've given Dale a bit of stick, and me and Steve have a bit yeah. of banter about it. But there's not one centre-back pairing in this division that I would swap over Lenahan and Fry. I would say that. I think as a pair, under Carrick, we've been absolutely outstanding as a pair. And and in the past, we've had colossal centre-half partnerships, Mowbray and Pallister. You've had Pearson with, with Fester or, or Vickers a bit earlier on than that. Eggyog and Southgate. And before every season starts, I always say, you need the centre-halves to get a good partnership and they'd be playing about 25 to 30 games a season to get that to get them to know each other really well. And they as it like to say as a pair, they've been fantastic. Well, we've had we've had three um of our four defenders. We, we we've had fairly uh, much uh, a permanent fixture. Obviously, recently we've had McNair coming in and Fry dropping out or vice versa because of because of injuries and because the club only have one face mask, I believe. That was a joke, by the way. Um, um, but yeah, three quarters, three three quarters of the the back four have been um, fairly permanent under Michael Carrick. So, so, so that that says it. They've they've got that understanding, um, uh, and I do agree that Lenehan and Fry are my preferred centre half uh, pairing. Um, they just complement each other so well. Lenehan, now that he's um, it, it, now that he knows his role, um, because I thought under Chris Wilder it was a little bit, uh, it was a little bit difficult for him. He had a difficult start, but but now he's he's shown his his qualities, his, his leadership. Even though he doesn't wear the armband, he's a leader. He he and he leads by example, and he's talking, he's pointing. Uh, Dale Fry, I don't think he, he, he's much of a. Uh, a voice on on the field. I, I can't hear him very, but he just seems to he just seems to grow in stature as the game wears on and and as the seasons worn on. So yeah, it it has helped that under Carrick. Um, we've we've generally kept and and been fairly lucky with injuries and suspensions. We've we've kept our back four um, fairly sort of a, a permanent fixture. A regular um, back four. 
one player we haven't mentioned, and it's because he's been injured for a long time, he's not played under Michael Carrick, is Clark. And for what we've spent this year, he was quite a substantial outlay, Clark. I, th- I think him as well under in a form. We're probably not going to see him for the rest of the season, but I think he's another player that will will work well in Carrick's formation in a four. So considering we've had him out for the bulk, bulk of, well, all of Carrick's tenure, it shows how well that back, back line have done. Yeah, I mean... Uh... Clark, um, I think, was one of his last games um, at Coventry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was it? Yeah. And he struggled that game. And he's been, he, he, you know, he, he's been out, uh, he's been out since. And I don't know his fitness situation at the moment, um, whether or not he's uh, he's pushing um, to, to get in the back too. But at the moment, you've got um, Fry, Lenehan and McNair as deputy. And it'll be it, it it'll be tough for him to get into the uh, into the centre half partnership. Maybe it will be. I mean, is, is he still suffering? Is still suffering with his back, Clark? Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's what the injury was. Yeah, because not, issue, not, not like mentioned, is it? Nerve issue in his back, I think. But I don't know. I I don't know anything about it. But I I I just get the impression there's something not right with this. It, it seems to. Have, been gone on a long time, and then whenever anybody's ever, ever asked about his fitness from the club, whether it be the management or whoever, it, it always seems to be a little bit brief in, in the statements and what they're saying about him. So, me personally, I wouldn't be surprised to see him moved on in the summer. I don't know if he doesn't fit or there's something else going on behind the scenes, or it is just a genuine, really, really bad injury. But there's something just doesn't seem quite right about it with me. I think I'll have a bit of a nerve issue in these last eight games as well. <laughs> <laughs> not, not in your back, though, John. No, not, not all over, all over. I'll, be, I'll have no nails. I'll, I'll have, I'll have the shortest nails on T says. Oh yeah, I'll have the remedy. Come and come and see me. I'll have the remedy to calm all your nerves. Be fine. Um, we'll stick together. It'll be a good one. But um, we should have asked Carrick about that, shouldn't we? When we seen him a couple of weeks ago. Where's Matt Clark? <laughs> See, see what yeah, he's yeah, I, I didn't think at the time, um. But you know, I, I you know, I hope, I hope he does come back because um, he got a lot of criticism unfairly for me, um, when he did play because I thought some of the criticisms he got was a bit unfair because I thought he fitted in really well. I mean, that that home game against uh, was, was against Swansea where he had a massive impact. His little partnership with Giles on the left hand side, I thought he was really good. So, um, you, you can say you can say the criticism was unfair, Steve, but. We've just praised two players there that, oh, have, yeah. been rock, that have been rocks in our centre half. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, he's another player that did not fit into Wilder's formation of three at the back. You know, for me, a, a, in a four, we'll see a better version of Matt yeah. Clark. So I'm certainly, certainly not writing him off as a player in the future. I'm not saying you lads are, but let's see how he plays under Carrick because I think you'll see a different player like we have with Lenhan and Fry. Well, well, Dicko's already sold him, so you know there's one gone. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, you're absolutely right. That, that's why I thought. That's why I said it. I mean, cause some of the criticism he did get was a bit unfair for me because I thought he had a solid start. So, to be fair to Dicko, we all had two black pumps sold as well. So, <laughs> we what do we know? <laughs> <laughs> we did. I was sold for a couple of million quid. So, you know, that says it all for me. You know, you can put another zero on the end of that now, and uh, you'd probably get it with ease. So, but you know. Before I preview Huddersfield, I mean, you know, I want to mention to Brackpong because you know his goals are going to be crucial in this in this running now. You know, I mean, he's on twenty four. He's got eight games to go. 
you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a number from each one of you now. What what number is he gonna end up on? And I'll start with you, Cuts. What's what number is he gonna end up on by May the eighth? Well, if you remember, isn't it? It will be May the eighth. And if you remember, a couple of weeks ago when he hit twenty, I said on this pod that it wouldn't surprise me if he hits thirty. Since then, he's got another four. For me, he's going to hit thirty. Do you think he'll stop on thirty? Well, I'll, 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 I'll say yeah. I'll say thirty. Let's hope it's more. Go. I think he's Burroughs 29 for a reason. He's going to get 29 goals. It's yeah. just written in the, it's going to be written in the stars. Go on, the 29 is going to be an important one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I was going to say the same as, as Dick with his shirt number, but I'll, 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 I'm not going to go above 30. I'll, I'll, I'll leave the 30 uh, range. To uh, to John Cutts, and I'll just say twenty eight then, um, you know. But we're getting goals from from other sources, so four goals from Akpom and goals from Fors, Archer, Ramsey, uh, McGree, uh, Matt Crooks as it, uh, when he plays uh, his his part in the end of the season. Um, so hopefully that'll be enough. Absolutely. I'm surprised that uh, Cuts didn't actually come up with his little number generator to get his um his goals for Tuba to be quite honest. So um I thought thirty thirty was quite a modest number, but um no, I'm gonna well, go twenty one. I was gonna say what are you gonna go for? Yeah, twenty nine. I've said twenty nine for a while now. Um I think they'll start well, I don't want to say he'll stop on twenty nine. It's obviously it's uh, right on on twenty nine, that'll do. But um yeah, I think he'll get twenty nine. But I do think like Dick also said there, goal number twenty nine will be the crucial one. And it'll be against Coventry. And it'll probably, oh, it'll be, hopefully, we'll get us up. Imagine Tuba's little song going round if it is number 29 to get us promotion. That <laughs> stadium will be bouncing, boys. I'll be crying my bloody eyes out there, man. Bouncing. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm expecting a lot of tears and all sorts in the next six weeks. So, you know, yeah, bring it on. Bring it on. I can't wait. And we start it on Saturday. A trip, a nice easy trip down the road, John Don. Huddersfield. Neil Warnock's waiting for us. Obviously, we know all about him. Um, did a job for us, you know. I mean, whatever you think of the guy, he saved us from going to the League One. He, he really did, because we were we looked doomed. And um, I've got nothing but respect for them now, you mates. I think. I think his team's in for a lot of trouble on Saturday. Yeah, I, I hope you're right. Uh, and I hope Chuba uh, has a point to prove um, and um, and gets his name on the score sheet. Uh, I just think it's going to be it's going to be a, a tough game um, purely because, like I say, I'm 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 a little bit nervous. I'm always I'm always. Optimistic. I mean, uh, I I always do think that we'll do um, well in 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 most games, but I still get periods of time where I'm a little bit nervous, and 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 this is this is this is one of them. Um, like I say, the next six weeks are going to be not torture because tor- you don't enjoy torture, but it's good. It's good. It's going to be. It's going to be. 
so so emotional. It's going to be so so emotional. But um, yeah, go on, Steve. You want to say something? Yeah, but you say people don't enjoy torture. I'm not speaking for everyone. Some people do. That's all I'm saying. Have you got something to tell us? Have you got a, a, I think a dungeon? My dad but <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely right. It's it's going to be. Um, I, I'm trying to think the word like you. It's 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 going to be. It's an enjoyable torture, isn't it? It is torture. It's the only words you can use. It is torture, but it's, enjoy- <laughs> it's enjoyable. It? It's enjoyable torture. Would we prefer this or to be languishing mid-table where we're not nervous, we're not excited, we're just yeah. running the mill? This is exactly what we live for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's it's there's there's an edge to every game, and um, yeah, and yeah, I'm optimistic, but I've got nerves. I've got worries, but I've also got the you know the the thought that we can um, we can go and win on on Saturday. So yeah. It's it, it's absolute a roller coaster of emotions, really. It is it's gonna be it's gonna be a huge roller coaster, and you know who doesn't enjoy a bit of enjoyable um, torture? You know that's all I'm saying. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's gonna be good. It's gonna it's gonna be you know, and the best part is you you with you you know you with the best people in the world who enjoy it. You know it's another another sellout crowd. I mean, is it we're taking down there's a 2300 we've got in that away end on Saturday. Um, we're a bit gutted we didn't get more, but obviously, you understand, you know, they've got their drum section on the other side of the away end, so you know, that's you know, that's their prerogative, and um, it's only give us too much of an advantage. But, um, John, Don, what are you expecting from Huddersfield? Because I'm expecting a right scrap from them, to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 definitely. I mean, like I said, they're desperate for the points. Um, I think Neil Warnock will will know our strengths very well. Um, I think he, he'll be surprised, like a lot of us, as to how Chubarak Pom has is, is turned his uh, himself around uh, this season, especially under Michael Carrick. Um, but you know we've got many many threats on that pitch, uh, and I'm just hoping that um, we've 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 shown enough battle recently, and um, so it's another one on Saturday. But we've got that extra edge of quality. Uh, I hope that's enough to to see us through. Okay. One th- we all know Neil Warnock, don't we? What he's like. He did a great job at this football club. He will be telling all them Huddersfield players all week. I picked up an absolute diamond at a bargain price. He's the best striker in the league. All of this. He won't mention it. He never played him. He'll just say he's had the best striker in the league. He will. He will be telling him. I bought him for a couple of million quid, and look what he's doing now. I've I set I set them up into the, their own ways, and it's it's just what Neil Warnock does, isn't it? And, you know, he's a right character. I'm looking forward to seeing him on Saturdays. Um, you know, I mean, we had the pleasure to talk to him, obviously, a couple of years ago, you know, doing the podcast with him. He was fantastic company. One of the, some of the funniest stories you'll ever, you'll ever hear. And, um, you know, but I say for them 90 minutes, that respect goes out the window. And, you know, I'm not going to give, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give a damn about him until five o'clock. 
because you know, end of the day, we're we're there to do a job, aren't we? So I think I think he'll get a decent reception on Saturday. I think oh, yeah. you know, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if the fans sang his name. He got us out of a massive mess. Mm-hmm. I've got the utmost respect for him. He's he's as honest as the day is long, but he will have them fighting tooth and nail on Saturday, like what he did with us. And look at some of the results we got when he came in. We we couldn't we couldn't beat anyone, and he got us going. Uh, he'll have them going on Saturday, and he's already said it'll be a tough game. And I expect, like what you said, a real battle on Saturday. That's one thing you get from every Neil Warnock team because you don't play for him if you don't work hard. Exactly, you've got to die for them three points, haven't you? So, exactly. um, but uh, no, he's absolutely right. He's he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna tell them, drag them to our way of playing football because the, the styles of football are polar opposites. You know, we play this. Play out from the back, nice stylish football. Play through the middle, you know, passing, pass, 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 and then obviously put the, the crucial ball through. He's very, he's very orthodox. He just gets the ball up as quick as he possibly can to the front man, and that's what Neil Warnock's done for you know near 40, 50 years. And he's going to tell them players, drag them to our level, and they won't like it. And we just got to avoid doing that at the end of the day. Tell you where the, the I tell you where the points will get one on Saturday. Mm-hmm. The two fullbacks from stopping balls come in the middle because the first thing Warnock will say to that team: "This keeper's dodgy. Get the balls in the box. Cross, cross, cross." That's exactly what he'll say to them. Now I don't believe that to be true. I think Stefan will come out and he'll catch the ball and he'll he'll make Warnock hopefully look a fool. But he will be telling them, "Ping that ball in the box because this keeper is dodgy." That's what he'll say. You will. I mean, Dicko, are you expecting that sort of test for Stefan on Saturday? Well, if, if, if this was going to watch Middlesbrough against Huddersfield down there at any other time, I would have all the fears in the world. You know, ex-Middlesbrough manager, Huddersfield Town are going to come out where they're going to put balls in the box, they're going to be physical, they're going to get stuck in. Middlesbrough are going to implode. We're going to do a typical Middlesbrough and cave in. We're going to get out-battled on the midfield and this, that, and the other. This isn't Middlesbrough. This is Michael Carrick's Middlesbrough. And I just think we are different quality now to what we've had for a long, long time. And if we've got any aspirations of getting second, we wipe the floor of Huddersfield. We are a far better side than them. I mean, they've, they've scored 32 goals all season. They've scored twice in the last six games. They've only scored more than once in a game, twice in the last 15 games. So, logically, I'm looking at it and saying, if Middlesbrough score, we're not getting beat. If Middlesbrough score twice, we're winning the game. Now, do I think Middlesbrough will score against Huddersfield? Yes, I do. Do I think we'll score more than once against Huddersfield? Yes, I do. I don't see this Huddersfield team beating Middlesbrough. And... The other statistic as well is this season, Middlesbrough have only drawn seven games all season, which isn't many, as you know. And Huddersfield have actually only drawn nine. So both sides usually don't draw, while they win or get beat. Obviously, us winning more than Huddersfield, who've lost 20. So I don't see it being a, a cagey game. I think both teams will have a go. And I think quality will prevail in the end because they concede goals by the bagfuls and they don't score many. And this Middlesbrough team, away from home, has been regularly getting threes. And, I, you know, if we apply ourselves properly, like John uh, John always says, 
you know, first 15 minutes, keep myself in the game, nice and calm, pass it around, get the get the crowd died down a little bit. Middlesbrough's quality, we should be far too good for to, to, to fall for the old three-card trick. I mean, the Middlesbrough players themselves, they'll know what Warnock's tactics are going to be. Some of them have played under him. They'll know what he's going to do. They'll know what he's going to be up to. They see your Johnny Housens, your Paddy McNairs, people like that. They'll be rousing the Middlesbrough dressing room and saying, we know what's going to happen on here. Let's just keep the ball down, play it around, use what pace. And that attack of Akpom and Force and Archer, you know, Ramsey, McGree, they shouldn't be coping with this at all. So I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go any other time. I would be 100% behind all your comments, but not with Michael Carrick's Middlesbrough. I'm not saying I'm not saying that it is what's going to going to happen. Like I, I don't think we'll buckle under this. It's just that's exactly what I think he'll say. To them. I don't I don't think Stefan will be caught. I don't think the two centre halves are great in the air. I don't think they'll be caught out with it. And the two full backs will be told by Carrick as soon as the ball's wide, you get tight so they do not knock balls in the box. We know what he's going to do. We've seen it ourselves and it works. But I don't. I agree with Steve. I don't see it working on Saturday. No, no, we've got every get... team once in the championship now. We've got pace. We've said it for years. Very few teams Middlesbrough have had have had genuine pace. We've had players over the years, which like to Triori, for example, where say, "Wow, we've got a player with pace. Give him the ball. Give him the ball." This is a Middlesbrough team now, packed with pace and energy, and probably Burnley are the only team in the league that you could argue could match with for having the creativity and the pace in the forward areas. And even then. I still would take our front four by their front four. I, I just think we've got, for the first time in many, many years, the team that everybody else would like to have with the attacking options and the pace. Because at this level, it kills teams. And we've got it. We can even be having an off day. One through ball, one quick passing movement. And you've got Archer away. You've got Tuber away. We're too good. Go on, John Dunn. I was just going to say when um, when John Cutler mentioned the word buckle, if we get three points on Saturday and Sheffield United fail to win at Norwich, I'm the one who's going to be buckled on Saturday night, I'm telling you that. <laughs> Won't be Saturday night for me, John. I'll be buckled by the time we get to year one. <laughs> Anywhere else. <laughs> but um, no, it's, you know, it's going to be... Oh, it's I can't, I can't, I'm like you, I can't wait for Saturday. I really can't. And... Um, it's going to be tough, but yeah, it's prediction time. Time to put your, your heads on the block. Here we go. I'll start with you then, Dicko. You obviously said you think we'll score more than one. How many? I'm going to go for the boring and predictable. Middlesbrough to win 3 1. You just said they've scored two goals in six games, and you think they'll score last us? It's just the scoreline that keeps cropping up, isn't it? Yeah. It, you know, it's just the scoreline that keeps cropping up. And yeah. on here, if I say Middlesbrough I'll keep a clean sheet, they always concede one. When I say they'll, you know, vice versa. So I'm I'm always one out. So if I say three one, it'll probably be three 0 So keep an eye out next week for that. I'll keep an eye out for that. I'll come to you first, John Don, because he uh, has got to get his number generator going first. Go on, John Don. Two 0 butter. Lovely. Go on, Cuts. What did you predict to say? Well, you're going to be very surprised with this. I'm going for a very nervous, tense 1-0 victory. Silence in the studio. (laughs) There you go, boys. 
that, that so would you know what's going to happen now, don't that you? That would be tense. You know what's going to happen now? I've said 1-0, they're going to do 5-0, and I haven't picked it. <laughs> I'll tell you something, if that, if that 1-0 comes in the, the last 10 minutes, there'll be some there'll be some injuries in that away, and I'll tell you that now. There'll be, there'll be something you've never seen before. I'm going 4-0 Saturday. 4-0. I don't rate Huddersfield, sorry. This could all come back to bite me. I don't rate Huddersfield. They don't score enough. They can't keep the ball at the back of the net. The only times they have, I think it was obviously the last game against Millwall, but you look at the games against Burnley, it's Coventry. They played Coventry at home, got absolutely slapped. So, And we're a miles better team than Coventry. Yeah, 4-0. Don't mess about with this one. Get the goals early and shut that crowd up because that'll be crucial Saturday because they'll be up for as much as we are. So... Don't yeah. forget the drop my don't forget the drop my number generator off tomorrow. All right, I'll uh, I'll drop my way back. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you four 0 I'm I'm gonna bank some money on it as well. But um no, it's, it's them we're miles better than them. This is the type of game where we, I mentioned earlier we talk about games in the past where we should have beat teams two or three and we've only won one nil. And we're doing it this year. You know, look at Reading, look at Preston, we're giving teams hidings this year. We'll just feel next and um, get stuck into him, I think. Go on, Diggo. Just a genuine question for Huddersfield. Look at the last game against Norwich at home and they drew one each. Just just over 18,000 there. This is a team that could be relegated. Why are they not wanting the extra revenue? Because, you know, like, so the Borough Week will be taking 5,000 down there on Saturday easy. Why why, why are they, uh, what, what's the crack with limiting the away fans and costing themselves revenue? I'll answer that question for you. It's pretty simple if you think about it. The more fans we've got there, the better chance we've got of winning. So if they go down, you're going to lose more money than by giving us 2,500 extra tickets just for Saturday. Warnock won't want a 4,000, 5,000 borough following. He's seen what what it can do. That's the sole reason. Mm. I mean, they have this this every game, though, don't they? They don't give anybody more than 2,300 now. Yeah. They've got that little section up there next to the away end where yeah, they've got some flag wavers, some some drum drummers, some you know whatever you want to call it. But um, stop smiling at me. Um, you know they've got their little section there, and I don't think they want to move them. But like Cut said, Warnock knows what four thousand, five thousand away fans could do to a borough side. We, we we can give them the extra ten percent they need. You know we've done it. We've done it previously. Um, you know I'll take you back to United away last season. You know near ten thousand behind that that goal, and you know what I mean look what it did to 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 us, and it pushed us on. You know we've had games where it has put Blackpool this season. You know we took near four thousand down in the midweek, and you know look what it did. We absolutely spanked them as well. So. Yeah, I'm I'm well up for Saturday. I'm just counting down the days now, and um, I'm just waiting for that magic message from John Don. What time I need to be up on Saturday morning? Because I can't wait. I cannot wait to get to fly out of bed and get on that bus and go and go follow these boys. Because these six weeks, yeah, I'm probably gonna have about six or seven heart attacks. But I don't, I, I don't care. I don't care. This is what this is what you pay your money for, isn't it? Go on, cut. Just a quick question, a yes or no answer, so that's yes or no, Steve. Right? 
they're away at Norwich on wherever, Saturday, is it? Yeah. Uh, we've got Huddersfield. Will we be second place on Saturday night, yes or no? No. Go on, Steve. No, we won't. You're not coming on next week. John, do, you want a reason, do you want a reason why? Go on, go on. I thought because it was a yes think... or no answer. Yeah. I want to know his reason the, now. The, 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 the logic <laughs> behind it, I like, to, I like to give logic. The logic well, behind no. it is, I think Norwich will draw with Sheffield United. That's fair. That's fair. Well, then who's next? John? Um. Yes, we will be second come Saturday. Steve? Yes. And I'll celebrate with about 30 Jager bombs. Yes. Million I agree. Bombs. I think it'll be a yes as well. But if Sheffield United do draw Norwich on Saturday, I'll take that. It'll cut all the gap day long. Down. We'll all day it. long. As long as we take the gap down, all day long. Yeah. If we win, <laughs> it's going to be a good Saturday night if we win. It's going to be a hell of a Saturday night and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it already. It's going to be good. And on that note, if if all business is finished, we're gonna, I'm going to I'm going to leave it there. Cracking preview, boys. I look forward to um, enjoying the next six weeks with you. And um, yeah, this could be it. Could, it could be it could be a very ex- it's going to be exciting anyway, isn't it? But you know, where where we're going to end up, I don't know. I have no idea, <laughs> but. You know, John Don, I'll see you Saturday morning. Yeah, I'll send texts out, let everybody know what time the bus is. Good, good. I look for, they're, the, they're the messages I look forward to during the week. Bugger work. Um, gentlemen, I'll talk to you next week. Um, thank you very much for popping on and chatting to me as usual. Thank you for listening, liking, subscribing, commenting, getting involved. If you want to, want to come on next week, drop me a message. You know, come and well, hopefully we'll be previewing our it's the schedule with a big smile on our faces. Not because chocolate eggs are coming, but because we've got three points on the board and we're hopefully, hopefully in the automatic positions and one step close to the Premier League. So I'll talk to you next week. Arrivederci. Yeah, yep. anybody anybody listening by the way, um if you do like the podcast or if you hate it, just Leave a message for us on social media. Tell us what we can, what we can do to improve it, or what you like about it. Just leave your comments. It's uh, it's always interesting. Be as honest as you like. Where we are. And if you do like enjoyable torture, let us know. But yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll chat next week. <laughs> Arrivederci. Up the bore. Up the bore. Up the bore. <laughs>